Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome to NFL Trend Zone. Uh, I am your host, Dustin Baker, with FranchiseTag.com. I'm here with Wesley Johnson from FranchiseTag.com. I'm in the Midwest. He's in California. Um, we're going to do a quarterback episode tonight. We were hashing out topics, and the things that were popping up for the week were quarterback-related, so we said, the hell with it, let's do a quarterback episode. So we are going to address almost all of your quarterback um, needs, speculation, rumors, all that kind of stuff. First, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. Uh, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. Uh, for example, in basketball, the Los Angeles Lakers are 5-2 or plus 250 odds to uh, win the NBA championship. So in theory, if you dropped $100 on the Lakers to win the championship, and they did, you'd win $250. Bucks. Uh, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Uh, Bet Online has hundreds of props with real-time odds and almost anything you can imagine. And of course, they always have the 24-hour online casino that opens. Uh, head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We're going to make this a quarterback show. We were crunching some ideas for topics and like four out of the five were about quarterbacks. So we said, what the hell? Let's do a quarterback show. You can't go wrong there. They're the money makers. They bring uh, eyeballs to televisions on Sundays. So we're going we're gonna to pop right off talking about the news of the week. Finally, Carson Wentz was traded to the Indianapolis Colts, which everybody predicted to begin with. But then we were uh, enticed to believe that he was going to the Bears for a Stafford-like price. That was fool's gold. Ultimately, didn't happen. He got a more reasonable, fair, somewhat price to the Colts for a, oh boy, a third rounder this year and a conditional second next year, which means if he plays 75% of the snaps or some damn thing, then that gets upgraded to a first-round pick. So uh, Wentz is a Colt. Um, that leaves the Eagles presumably, maybe, probably going to start Jalen Hurts. So, Wes, tell me, on the Wentz trade, tell me what your gut tells you about it. I think it's a good deal for the Colts. They're getting a player that head coach Frank Wright had a lot of success with in 2017 uh, before Wentz's injury. He was having an MVP type season. Uh, he tore his ACL in 2017, uh, 13 games into the season. Uh, just before the injury, he had, uh, he compiled uh, 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions, almost 3,300 yards. Um, He's going to a situation where coach knows him. I, I think it's a good deal for Indy, for Wentz, uh, to have some success. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's a low price tag, but if he if he sucks and if last year was not a mirage, which would be pretty weird, let's face it, if he just, you know, aged whatever he is, would you say 27, 28? Like if he just... Uh, 28 if he, years old. 28. If he all of a sudden peaked 
at 27 and then he's just not very good. That would be strange. Like something that we really haven't seen unless I'm forgetting somebody. So, um, yeah, I think that this price tag was somewhat reasonable and I predicted, I think the day of or the day after that, I think this will work for the Colts because it's a lot more likely that he had a down year with a bad offensive line than it is. He just wholesale sucks and he should have the weaponry in Indianapolis to get it uh, popping. Um, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see. And I will tell you this though, if it, if he isn't very good and he was, if he's just mediocre, then he probably won't be able to be a starting quarterback anywhere. Um, this is, you know, he's going back to the Godfather and, uh, you know, asking for some, you know, penance and we'll see if he gets it. What about the Eagles? Now we think that Hertz will be the starting guy. It's nothing's guaranteed because they have some new leadership. Right. But I'm missing something because I've like, there's a website called sharp analysis or sharpfootballanalysis.com. You can Google it. You'll find it. And it, it's a really sweet uh, sports website for stats. And that's why I like it. And the dude that runs it put out uh, quarterback rankings for 2021 and Hertz was ranked at number 10 going into 2021. So I thought, okay, I'm tripping. I'll have to go look at all these metrics again. Cause I missed something, but no, he's, was not good in his four games per metrics, PFF, pro football focus, QBR, passer rating. And I know it's like, you'll be listening to this thing and pump the brakes, dude. He's a rookie. I get it. He could be fantastic next year, but uh, do you think he's the guy? And what do you expect from him in 2021? Hurts. He probably is the guy. You spend a second round pick on him. Uh, you get rid of your starting quarterback from the year prior. It's more than likely going to be, Hurts rolling into the season. Um, was that list a, a fantasy ranking? No, no. Uh, I uh, So I don't think that there's any mystery because of my Twitter profile. I'm a Vikings fan, and uh, so are you. Uh, but we can be objective and think nationally about the product. And uh, so for this, I was laser-focused to it because Cousins was at 14, which is somewhat fair depending on which narrative you listen to. But right. then Hurts was at 10. So you have to, if you're going to do that, you have to be of the mindset that he has like a Lamar Jackson season upcoming, but I just didn't see that. He looked a little bit more flashy than, than Wentz, but my grandmother probably would too. So (laughs) I don't quite understand. Like I want to, you know, you've got a better football brain than me. So why does Warren Sharp think that, (laughs) Hurts <laughs> is the 10th best quarterback heading into 2021. I have no idea. <laughs> why, why don't you ask but, him? <laughs> but I did see uh, after the season, like shortly after the season, Matthew Barry tweeted something in regards to uh, his Hertz's six game spread is similar to um, Kyler Murray's. So, okay anticipate a breakout going into next year okay Uh, so that's from a fantasy standpoint so possibly you know sharp string in the same kool-aid and yeah yeah maybe that's influenced them although that's website unless i got i don't think i'm misspeaking has nothing to do with fantasy but he might be blending both worlds another thing um i want to say about kyler murray while we're on topic he probably will have a breakout year, whether it's next year or 2022. So he's shown the seedlings of being a a very good quarterback, but um, as a passer, he needs to improve to live up to the reputation. Like right now he's lucky. And I use that loosely because he deserves it. 
that when he threw the Hale Murray against the Bills, that solidified him to everybody as his arrival and, you know, dinked around with MVP whispers for a week. But outside of that, like, he's pretty good. Like, of course, right. he's, he's more mobile than most. And again, he probably will be fantastic. But um, right now, I've pumped the brakes on him a bit because his numbers are pretty good. That's it. They're pretty good. And he's just more mobile than most, which makes him in that probably top 12 quarterback conversation. So indeed I can see links between he and Hertz, but uh, for that number 10 going into 2021, it's either like the almighty soothsayer and you know, he's uh, Nostradamus, but I mean, my God, I I would have been scratching my head if that would have said like number 20, let alone top 10. Uh, I wanted to make sure we get that out there Uh, before we move on to the next quarterback. uh, What say you about the massive cap hit that are dead cap hit that the Eagles have to swallow, especially for a team that already has a nasty salary cap ordeal. Right. Uh, it's messed <laughs> up for this coming year. Um, I, I kind of broke down some of the trade winners and losers. Yeah, and, let's hear them. Uh, so the winners obviously Wentz, Colts, Frank Reich, uh, Jalen Hurts, because he, he's getting the starting role more, more than likely. Uh, the Eagles' future cap space. <laughs> <laughs> this year it's fucked. Um, the trade losers, the Eagles, uh, just based on the return they received for a 28-year-old quarterback locked up for uh, four seasons through uh, 2024. Uh, looking at that comparatively to the Matthew Stafford trade, it's definitely a downgrade in what they received in return. Um, the Eagles cap space with mm-hmm. the dead cap. Uh, I think it hurts the uh, Deshaun Watson trade value, which we'll get to in a minute here. And uh, an interesting tidbit, uh, Wentz's jersey number. So he's worn 11 through college, uh, his first uh, five years with the pro or in the pros. Yeah. And uh, going to the Eagles, Michael Pittman Jr., the rookie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're high on him. I remember you talking about him. Yeah, he he wears number eleven, and he pretty much told Wentz, "Nope, sorry, bud, yeah. that's my." I'm I'm the incumbent, homie. Yeah, no, <laughs> if, fair enough. All you ever hear is about how the other guy bends over backward, which is also cool. Uh, like uh, I, I I will not stopping uh, stop promoting LeBron on the show when LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis were supposed to swap, and then I think Nike said no thanks because we can't sell jerseys that quick or something, and then they haven't since. So maybe after they won the championship, they're like, "Now nah, we'll just we'll keep our legacies with these not new numbers, but uh, the ones we settled on." Right. Um. So okay, yeah, it's it's just still bizarre to me because as as recently as 2018. When I saw Wentz and the Eagles on the docket, I'd be like, Ooh, oh boy, how are we gonna how are we gonna contain him? Um, because he has that quasi mobility that's tough to uh, guard when uh, the secondary is all you know bottled up. And so, but what a fall from grace that right. we're we're talking about like who's gonna take Wentz? And somebody did, and, may, and maybe it'll work out. But my goodness, it's a rapidly moving sport. He's got some. NFL records that I found interesting too. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to have a 4,000 yard passing season without a receiver over 500 yards. That was done last year. That is a big Um, deal. Yeah. And then also from 2017 to 2019, 
He was the first quarterback to throw for 20 plus touchdowns with seven or less interceptions in three consecutive seasons. So yeah, uh, the God, talent's so definitely weird. there. It's so strange. Like, uh, I'm going to have to task myself with figuring out if there's ever been a temporary um, cliff dive like this for such a young player. Cause I, I've, we've all heard of sophomore slumps. Those are real for some dudes. And, but the fact that it's like, you're, you're hanging out, you're 27, 28, and you're like, well, I don't know if I'm any good anymore. It's, it's really weird. That's the kind of stuff that either happens when you're 24 and not very good to begin with, or you're like breeze from this year where you just don't quite have it. And yeah. uh, I mean, in Breeze's defense, he wasn't as bad as Wentz at all. He just couldn't really do what he used to. So, all right, onward. We uh, we got to move the the dialogue to Deshaun Watson because we'd be remiss if we didn't yeah. speak about uh, the biggest quarterback on the market, a self-imposed market, uh, because he wants the hell out of Scrooston. Um, the the key players that I keep hearing realistically are the Broncos, the Carolina Panthers, for some reason the New York Jets. And to a lesser degree, for some reason, the Dolphins, because I thought they they had their quarterback in Tua, but who knows? So, all right, uh, that will be a biblical deal when, if it's announced. Uh, what is your take on the Watson speculation? Yeah, uh, I think for Houston, their best stance is to just wait. Uh, obviously, they don't want to move on from Watson, so they'll wait as long as they feel they they can or have to. Uh, but the more they wait, also the more you have these teams jockeying for uh, his services. Uh, I guess recently it came out Carolina, the owner uh, of the Panthers, is high on Watson and wants the GM there to do whatever it takes. Uh, I've heard rumored deals of including McCaffrey in a deal, Christian McCaffrey. So that's pretty insane. Uh, it wouldn't just be McCaffrey. It'd be him and yeah. uh, two or three first round picks. Yeah. Uh, I heard, I saw that one too. I couldn't, I, I didn't take the time to figure out if it was credible, but to me it made sense because Houston could sell their fan base on uh, we've got a new face of the franchise. Who's still pretty young for a running back, probably three or four more elite seasons, which he is certainly capable of. And then whoever they groom, (coughs) excuse me, at quarterback, um, whether it's a rookie or a journeyman or both um, at least they can put some butts in seats when the pandemic wraps up around McCaffrey. Right. But I, I, I'm not sure if we need to start thinking about Houston as a different product solely because O'Brien's gone or if it's the front office that has a pervasive uh, sentiment or if it's I lived in that city. Uh, it was rocking times for Houston sports. Then I lived there when Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets won two championships. I actually got to go to a, a game, one of the 1994 NBA finals. But but what about the heartbreak for them from James Harden to DeAndre Hopkins to probably uh, Watson. Um, God, it feels like I'm like, uh, who's the the baseball player? The Astros. George. Uh, uh, Springer. Springer, yeah, Springer. He went to the Blue Jays. So it's like an, a mass exodus of all of these uh, players that, you know, kids would have bought jerseys for. And I empathize with the, with that city. Uh, you know, this got ransacked by the cold and they get ransacked by hurricanes every few years. So my right. goodness. So, uh I I keep seeing the Denver stuff and that is delicious uh for two reasons you know a if you're a Bronco fan like heck yeah it really doesn't matter the price 
for any team not named the Chiefs to acquire him or possibly the the Seahawks because they've already got Herculean quarterbacks. But man, so you have a defensive coach who doesn't mind embracing you know big offense on top of it. So in right. theory, uh, uh, Vic Fangio is always going to have a top 15, top 10, top five defense. Um, and then you have like this, this playpen of weapons with Judy, Patrick, Sutton, um, uh, the tight end. What, uh, no, Fant. Yeah, Fant. Uh, yeah. Jake Butt never plays, but that name came to mind. Um, and then the, Denver habitually at running back just says like, ah, oh, We'll, we'll figure it out whether it's Philip Lindsay, uh, a retreaded Melvin Gordon. So the running back is always going to be about the same. In fact, I have a theory that the Broncos started the modern running game philosophy of after Terrell Davis left, they just take a running back every three years, you know, get a thousand yards out of them, two or three, two out of three, three of those seasons. And then they go on to the next one. And that's what a lot of teams do now. So oh, yeah. I, I think, oh boy, that one makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like based on the hubbub that, he would entertain a deal to Denver and then think about the wars between he and Mahomes at least <laughs> twice a year. Yeah. That, Is that the that one that adds up to you or do you, uh, do you have a prediction to make on the Watson sweepstakes? I, I think what you had mentioned earlier, Miami makes a lot of sense. Um, they can offer up the number three pick uh, Tua, who they drafted last year. Yeah. Um, I think they have, two first round picks next year as well. So, I mean, they have a bevy of which they took from Houston, right? Or one of them. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Is that, is it that three number three is Houston's former pick. So that's, that's so uh, ruthlessly poetic that they would say, (laughs) here you go. Take this one back. Um, You know, just the final F you to O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Now, when you say it like that, because Houston would have a rejuvenated um, future plan because, I don't think anybody's sour on Tua. It was strange how they benched him and started him and benched him and started him when they were in the midst of a playoff chase unexpectedly. Uh, But I think that that would inspire um, excitement in Houston. If they, uh, you got this hall of picks, you know, plus Tua who is a rookie in his own right, sort of. Uh, So yeah, that one makes sense, but I'm still taken aback that Watson looks around at some of these usually garbage franchises and says like, yeah, let me go to the jets or let me get to the dolphins. Like, right. Like, is he, does he want to do a rags to riches and prove because that <laughs> it seems out of the pedigree when you just came off the steam of a team that hasn't treated you right. You go to the, maybe the jets that has no pedigree whatsoever for success. Not right. since, you know, Joe Namath. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, some of these guys, they, they put it on themselves to want to be that guy that can turn around a franchise. I'm, I'm sure if you ask, you know, Bryant McKinney on your other show, uh, he'll probably tell you something similar that, you know, especially when these guys get drafted with the team, they, they want to think that they're the guy that's going to be the one that turns everything around for the franchise and, you know, m- makes it a, a bright spot or a, a proven destination to go to uh, the jets. I mean, they, they can, offer you know the number two pick uh sam darnold they also have another first rounder this year uh their offer would be enticing as well so i want to point out that that (laughs) if indeed that's true then that's a pretty much a quarterback only thing um normally when dudes want out they want to go to a contender and 
right. breaking news. The Jets aren't one of those. And so <laughs> it, it, let's let, let's let the record show that if indeed that is the new normal or that's how Watson wants to do it, it's pretty strange. Uh, normally, you want to chop at the bit to go to a team that's, you know, I would think has a good offensive line because he's been deprived of that uh, kind of like Russell Wilson has. And, you know, coincidence or not. There's there's the trade stuff out, out there about Wilson, which I don't think will come to fruition. Um, any other thoughts on Watson? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, well, yeah, I got a, I got a curveball um, yeah. for for you, uh, and it's on Cam Newton. He had uh, an underwhelming year statistically, um, only throwing a handful of I think eight touchdown passes in fifteen right. games. Um, but because he was an MVP, and because you know for the most part, at least a national perception, he's, he's lovable. Uh, he got a pass for that there. I, I can name off a handful of quarterbacks that wouldn't, that wouldn't be allowed that. But uh, do you think that cam will start somewhere at some point in 2021, whether it be the Patriots, or do you think that from here on out, he is a QB two? I think he still has enough to, to be a QB one. Um, and you just From, think the Patriots weapons were, were trashy? Yeah, and the lack of a, a real offseason with COVID, I'm I'm sure it's tough on you know a, a player of his caliber or just players in general to go into a new system and completely, you know, revitalize his career essentially. He he'd been in Carolina with uh how they did things and then he's going to do the Patriot way under um, Josh McDaniel. And I, mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit different for him. Uh, Josh McDaniel tried to incorporate some of the wrinkles that he was used to, but uh, yeah, they suffered a lot of injuries at the skill position. And then also the skill position just wasn't that good. Okay. <clears throat> I think, I don't think that unless it's the Patriots um, with the full, uh, itinerary in the offseason to get him where he needs to be and maybe get him somebody like a Chris Godwin um, to pair with. Um, I don't think that another team will say you're the guy. Uh, and so I think that mean he'll have to work his way up and prove it. And he's not crazy old. Uh, I think he would still have the opportunity to that, but I don't see anybody outside of the Patriots giving him the rejuvenated like commitment to that you're the QB one. We still see it in you. Maybe, but I don't see it. And one thing that gets lost in the shuffle about him. And I say it with complete respect uh, is so in 2015, he had that uh, humongous season and won the MVP and got somewhat close in Super Bowl, 35 touchdowns, passing touchdowns and 10 interceptions. The following year, he sucked and we don't care. We just say like, oh yeah, would have probably had a down season. We don't do that for a lot of quarterbacks, but he was allowed that. He had a 75.8 passer rating, which is like what Wentz had this year. Right. 19 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. And he always does his his uh, rushing acumen, kind of like Lamar Jackson, not in the background, but as a, a footnote um, as a quarterback. So he always has that going for him. But his follow-up season to the MVP campaign was not good. And then it's never really recovered since he did decent in 2018 through about 24, 25 touchdowns. Um, But so I'm cheering for him. I hope that he rekindles it, but I do believe that these dudes that run the ball so often during their early career 
are going to hit similar walls because I've seen it so many times. Um, and I'll name off Dante Culpepper. Uh, he was finished after he got hurt. Uh, he tried to come back, but would like had like an 0-10 record with the Lions. Uh, Randall Cunningham was never really the same um, after his Eagles days, although he had one uh, giant year. Uh, but the quarterbacks that are mobile usually pay the piper by early 30s. And right. that's that's personally where I see Lamar Jackson going. And to be clear, this would happen with any type of colored skin quarterback. I don't care uh, if they're white or black. If you're going to run the ball and pretend to be a running back, it's going to catch up to you. Um, that's 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 my take. Yeah, and I I think what happens a lot. Uh, I'm, you know, don't quote me on this, but I think with that uh, champion, well, that Super Bowl uh, Carolina team. Um, they wound up having a lot of free agents that left the next year. I know we got uh, Mike Remmers with the Vikings right Mm -hmm. after that. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, who who knows what kind of effect it had on Cam, but yeah. Yeah. Um, One team that we talked about previously where I could see him is Chicago actually. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the, The Chicago. So I think, I think the Vikings and the bears have this similar, vibe at quarterback where they do they get a solution and sometimes it works to an extent like jay cutler and then sometimes the media will you know look at our national scope will say yeah cutler he's not very good or with cousins uh they'll be like yeah but he's not very good so it's like they're bedfellows at quarterback they never stick with a guy for very long and when they do they don't appreciate him so kind of like cutler and kind of like cousins and so yes i could see Newton finding his way there and then, you know, hoping for the best because they usually have a really stout defense on that note about uh, the Panthers kind of breaking up via free agency. That's what I was worried about for the bucks because I didn't think they'd win the super bowl. Certainly didn't bet against them. uh, But I thought the chiefs would continue their budding dynasty, which now hit the pause button. Uh, But but there there are so many free agents, big names on the bucks team that I thought that, well, after they came up short against uh, Mahomes, they're all going to scatter. But now because of, a W and a Lombardi, I think it's the opposite. I think that they will stay at least for another year or two because they, they believe um, Brady was telling them the whole year that, you know, we can win this thing. And it was such a strange deal for the bucks because nobody at any point in the season ever considered them the best team in football. I want to interrupt for just a second to talk about our newest sponsor, which is eBay. Um, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, um, find the exact shoes you're looking for on eBay. As for the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop a pair um, that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators, uh, which is a team of experienced sneaker authenticators. They verify the box, the logo, the stitching, etc., and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee uh, tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verification return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell and flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Right. The only person was on my other show, Warren Sapp, that predicted it, that they would win. And I just thought it was complete homerism from him. So, yeah, you'll have that. All right, let's go on to the next quarterback. We got two or three more. Uh, The next is Ben Roethlisberger, and I believe I said on this show last week that 
he got a pass because his team was 11 and 0 or 12 and 0, whatever they ended up being. And they were rocking and rolling based on defense. And Ben was playing okay, too pretty good, that type of range. And um, statistically, though, he was nothing special. And then we had the pseudo controversy of somebody in the organization higher up saying, like, you know, we have all options on the table. And then there was a come to Jesus with Rooney's that said, like, he's our quarterback. So, um, do you feel that another year of ben, big, uh, big Ben will be closer to like a Rogers thing where he's back or do you can like perceive this as uh, towards the end of the line in 2021 for his performance? Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Yeah. Um, I know both Rooney and uh, Ben's agent have released, statements over the last 24 hours kind of you know mutually flirting with each other coming back uh ben's agent today even said something along the lines of i guess his stat numbers are uh incrementally better when the running game has at least 90 yards uh so that that's where i'm getting at with the it really depends on other factors uh if, if it's solely relied upon ben to Chuck the Rock, uh, they're probably not going to be set up for long-term success. And, you know, he might find himself forced into early retirement. Okay. And let the record show he used to be able to do that um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, he started, there's, a, there's a weird tale about Ben Roethlisberger that another thing that's disregarded is when they won their first Super Bowl 2006, I believe, over the Seahawks, uh, it's another Super Bowl quarterback performance where he wasn't very good. Yes. Um, but it's kind of like Brady's first one where he gets it put into his, his column of Super Bowls because ultimately his team did win, but he gets the credit for it. Uh, but I'll have to pull it up in that Super Bowl. He wasn't, he was like something like pedestrian, like either 122 passing yards and interception, and it like he didn't do much to win that first Super Bowl, but you know he gets the credit for it. And then, uh, so if you would have been a naysayer at that time, saying, "Yeah, well, he really didn't do much," then he proved everybody wrong uh, because he did author the 2008 version um, of the Super Bowl, and that, that fan was well, still one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen against the the Cardinals. Uh, and then he had a pretty profitable 2010s decade, and now here we are trying to figure out. Pretty much like we've done with every quarterback that gets old. Like, is he going to be able to do the Brady thing where he plays into his 40s? Or is this a regular um, precursor to a swan song? And right. I, t I tend to think because he's another guy that uh, has been sacked a lot and he's so big that we kind of shrug it off and think, well, you know, his name quite literally is Big Ben, so he's fine. Um, but I think it's really catching up to him, and we've seen that. Uh, is evidenced by him, you know, missing a lot of 2019, half of it, was it? And I think, I think all the stuff that we thought maybe would happen to Brady while Garoppolo was waiting anxiously, um, I think that probably will happen to, to the Steelers. And that's why I won't be shocked at all if they take a quarterback in this draft. Maybe not in the first round, but they did it last time, long time ago, waiting right. to get a quarterback in later rounds. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Um, that gets us to uh, Pittsburgh's cap situation, which let's hear um, about it. Let's hear about it. Big Ben is due a $15 million roster bonus on the third day of the new year. 
uh, to go with his $4 million base salary, uh, which is non-guaranteed. Uh, 2020, or in in this last year, in 2020, needing additional cap space, uh, Pittsburgh restructured his current deal, converting salary and bonus into $19 million restructured bonus, which gets prorated across the remaining years, so 2020 and also 2021. Um, 22.5 million is prorated, uh, for this year. You combine that with the $15 million and the 4 million, his cap hit for this season is (laughs) 41.25 million, which is 22.7% of their cap. So he's taken up almost a fourth of their cap. Okay. And isn't he sending out feelers or did I misinterpret this, that he's probably willing to wiggle with that? Yeah. And and there are some options that, uh, you know, other teams like uh, New England or uh, New Orleans have taken with Brady and Braze, Brady and Breeze, (laughs) (laughs) Um, where they add voidable years at the end of the contract. It's kind of like a fake contract extension. There's essentially, uh, buying now and paying later with it. Okay. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot and you weren't expecting this. Um, this happened to me on Sunday. I was on a Viking show, um, the Viking age podcast with Adam Patrick, and he put me on the spot to talk about all the quarterbacks that were better than Kirk cousins. Uh, you know, he went down the line, so I'm not going to do that because this isn't a Viking show, but we're going to do a national rendition of that, where I'm going to name a team I'm going to kind of go down the line, except for the obvious ones. And you're going to tell me who you prognosticate at quarterback week one. Can you handle that? Yeah, that's right. All right, cool. All right. So we'll start with the Dolphins. We talked about the Watson sweepstakes. We talked about Tua. Who is the week one starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins? Let's go with Justin Fields. Ooh! Wow! All right, that's that's that is bold. Uh, that that means two is going somewhere. All right, uh, the New England Patriots. Patriots will probably wind up with Marcus Mariota. Wow. Okay, and that was what that was one of our last things to talk about. You stole your own thunder. We'll have to. Maybe I can talk about that when we get there. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, this one is tricky because you have to name the right draft prospect or um, recommit to the dude that's already in place. The New York Jets. New York Jets. I think they'll probably stick with Darnold. Then what do they do at two? Uh, trade down maybe just a little bit to get a, a few more assets and then take a, a wide receiver. Um Maybe JMR Chase. Okay. Uh, this next one is a softball because it's probably concrete. Um, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr. Okay. Do, do yeah. you? I, I'm. So I do a lot of very weird um, exploring of statistics. <clears throat> just yeah. something my brain enjoys. And he's one of the few quarterbacks that I can. I've never been able to figure out if he's really good. Good. <clears throat> what is your take on Derek Carr? You live out there. Come on. Are you still? Yeah. They lived. Uh, they used to play where you live, kinda. Of course, of course. <laughs> I actually lived in Bakersfield, which is where uh, the cars are from. Oh, really? Um, okay. I so is, think is he good? Gruden, yeah, I think Gruden's done enough around him. Um, from what I saw last year, he seemed to 
kind of know what he was doing finally and you know, feel like he was in a groove, even though he shuffled through a lot of different receivers. They they had health issues at the receiver position. Uh, that's why Nelson Aguilar, I believe, led the team in receptions. At- yeah, that was a fantasy hell team to try to prognosticate. Right. When you were trying to start a wide receiver two or three or flex, you were like, oh, Christ, here we go. Yeah. Well, which one do I pick? Do I take the flyer on rugs? that got on my nerves. <laughs> so I, I think he has a coach now that will play to his strengths, which okay. definitely helps matters. Okay. All right. So you got Carr there. Um, super interesting. Uh, Denver Broncos starting quarterback week one. Let's double down. Let's do uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. So you're going to do it. And does that send Locke to the Texans as their starter? Possibly. <laughs> well, you, you got about uh, two minutes to figure it out. Uh, Who knows maybe, what happens to Locke? <laughs> maybe quicker. Um. Wow, so this is kind of this is kind of a cool thing. Uh, AFC North pretty much has all of their starting quarterbacks established. Might be maybe one of the only division. We'll have to see by the time we get done with this. Um, well, well, I'll give you a little time here. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Lawrence. Okay, that one is that was one of the safest ones you've had tonight. The Houston <laughs> Texans. Uh, so you can't say Watson because you already sent him to the Broncos. Who is right. their Week One quarterback? Their week one quarterback will be, let's see, if the Jets, we'll say they trade up with the Jets and they take uh, Zach Wilson from BYU. Okay. All right. He's he's kind of the one outside of Lawrence because of all the hype. Wilson seems like the one that can do no wrong, at least when you watch his tape, that I personally feel from the limited amount that I've seen, like he seems surefire. Like he's got like the look, the style, the name. It seems like he's going to plan, pan out. Do you disagree? Uh, no, I, I agree. It, okay. it looks like he's got what it takes. Um, it definitely helps having game tape on him. I know yeah. um, uh, the quarterback for North Dakota State, he opted out and, you know, we, we don't really have too much info on him. Okay. All right, so the, we're going to switch conferences, and just as, uh, let's see, just as sturdy for starting quarterbacks as AFC North was, it's as equally topsy-turvy in the NFC East. Um, Washington football team, who's the starting quarterback there? Uh, let's go with Trey Lance, the North Dakota State football. Um, okay, so they're, they're going to swing him. All right. Yeah. Um, Probably a no-brainer, but you seem to have some uh, outlandish ideas. New York Giants. New York Giants will be Daniel Jones. Fair enough. And are the Cowboys smart enough to put this Prescott garbage, like not him, but the the, the hearsay about whether they're going to sign him? Do they go with uh, Prescott? Let's hope so for Cowboy fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this turns out maybe this isn't a topsy-turvy, so I, I apologize for the unnecessary teaser. The Eagles. Uh, Eagles will go with Hertz. Okay. Um, right in your backyard. Uh, this, and then the division that you'll cover for franchise tagged, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, 49ers. They'll probably run it back with Garoppolo. Okay. So would you have said that two weeks ago? Probably not. I, I thought they'd be a little more involved in the Watson sweepstakes, not to say that they're not behind the scenes, but 
to not hear their name come up uh, with the teams that Watson would accept to go to uh, is a little concerning. Okay. Um, you got Wilson on the Seahawks, right? Nothing yeah. Weird. Okay. All right. Uh, Chicago Bears. Let's go, Cam. Cam, that's that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we can't really do the Lions because they're going to at least do golf for a while. Uh, yeah. For the f- pro- probably, Jay Glazer broke the news of two, a month and a half ago that Breeze was retiring, but now it's almost like a not so fast. Uh, probably for the first time since what 2006, um, the Saints will have a new starting quarterback at least entering a season. What about them? It's going to be somebody on their roster. It'll either be Taysom Hill or it'll be uh, James Winston. Um, I've heard they really like Winston, but they didn't play him when it came time. They played Hill, so yeah. Uh, who knows what Sean Payton's thinking? Okay, yeah, and Winston's an unrestricted free agent, correct? Correct. Okay, so he could, in theory, go anywhere, but for some reason we're just, uh, not you, but um, the body politic are just saying he's going to go back to the Saints. Yeah. But we shall see. He's another one that the, the Bears might look at and say, yeah. Oh, and actually, um, going back to San Francisco, I also would peg Mitchell Trubisky going there. Oh, so Shanahan will be able to squeeze the best out of him? I, I that's one that I'm interested to keep my eye on. I just for some reason I, I think that Shanahan style could work with Trubisky and Yeah, that would be I can see that, uh, especially because Trubisky is a free agent. Um so I I could see it being a fail safe because, you know, there's death taxes and Garoppolo getting hurt. Right. So um, Trubisky, <laughs> I can't believe I'll say this, will be an upgrade over <laughs> um, Mullins or how do you, how do you say it? is beat hard? Is it really beat hard? Uh, Ethard. Bethard. Bethard. Yeah. <laughs> I always see beat hard, but I'm a pervert. So, uh, all right. Yeah. That one makes sense. And I, that's really cool that you bring that up. Cause I hadn't thought about that um, up until this very moment that I could see that working with Garoppolo, maybe not a short leash, but the pretense that he'll probably get hurt and then right. boom, um, they can be the reclamation team that uh, does the magic with Trubisky. Yeah. All right. Two more, because we know Brady's coming back in the NFC South. And one of the most interesting, two of the most interesting ones, um, because one has a Lego or excuse me, a domino effect. Uh, but not the all right, first, the Panthers. Now, Teddy Bridgewater is the incumbent, but they got a whole new regime. Um, Panthers starting quarterback week one. Ooh, Panthers are the tough one. I will say Mac Jones from Alabama. Okay. Uh, I was on a, a show not too long ago with a former running back for the Steelers and Vikings, uh, Moeldy Moore. And he wasn't too high on Mac Jones. He thought whoever gets him would be a, a reach pick. But uh, mm-hmm. maybe if maybe maybe the Panthers can do something uh, with him. On um, the last one is the interesting one. It's the Falcons, and it's interesting because they have high enough capital um, capital in late April to get one of these star-studded rookies. But then right. they have to do something with Matt Ryan. So it's twofold. If it is not Matt Ryan that you're picking, where is Matt Ryan going? Right. Uh, if if they do decide to draft a young quarterback and move on from Matt Ryan, I don't believe they would trade him within the division to mm-hmm. 
Carolina, so we can scratch that team off. Uh, would they let him sit on the bench? Matt Ryan? Or would they patch him over? Or would they let Ryan go for a season or two like we used to do? Yeah, they they might wind up doing that. Okay, uh, I'm not certain how many more years Ryan has on his deal, but if he's got, say, two years, maybe they patch him over for one year and then move him next year for something. Okay, so... I was going to say when you were uh, in the middle of talking about Ryan there that I haven't seen any prominent article about where he could end up, but maybe it's because folks um, foresee that no matter what they do in the draft, if it is a quarterback, that doesn't necessarily mean Ryan has to go elsewhere right away. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because the old fashioned way, uh, we'll talk about this a lot over the coming months, is you take a quarterback, you let him learn for a year or two, and it works wonders because he gets to watch the guy. And Matt Ryan would be a phenomenal example because of his illustrious career. All right. So, Mariota, I'll get back to him. Um, He probably deserves an audition on one of these quarterback needy teams that could be one of these what five or six Texans, if they don't have Watson, they don't get any uh, quarterback capital in right. return. Um, the Patriots, I think that's where you predicted, right? Where Mariota goes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, the bears, they, they're one of those teams. That's like, like, well, we don't really know what we're going to do. So we'll figure it out at some point. Um, the Broncos, if they're not married to lock, uh, although I think it'd be weird to go to Mariota there. The Washington football team is in quarterback limbo. They've got one or two, three, dudes that could maybe fill the the task and then i don't think i'm forgetting anybody so i think god in that list it, it seems like a bearsians thing to do if they strike out on cam and they i don't think that Foles would be their long-term thing i think mario to the bears is plausible is that you agree with that yeah uh i think however it happens it will probably be Mariota getting released. I know there had yeah. been a lot of talk about trading him and the market was pretty hot for him, but once teams started looking at his contract, they kind of got a little scared off. Uh, he's due $11.4 million, which isn't terrible for a starting quarterback, um, but there are incentives that add another $12 million if he's the starter and plays the entire season. So Really? That could quickly become twenty three point four million for Mariota, which I'm not certain where that ranks, but I would say it's probably top fifteen money. Yeah, which... I can I can guarantee you, good sir, that not too many people know about that um, yeah. because when I think of Mariota, yeah, he can go elsewhere. He'll go on a dinker deal, and then um, boom, you got a pretty good quarterback that you can uh saturate with all this other spending at edge rusher or wide receiver but if that's not true and he you know he flat out would be sucking a lot of the cap based on how well he plays it's like a dual-edged sword like you can't play that good you're gonna cost us another 12 million homie (laughs) so all right so we do want to uh before we hop off air um we have the website that is linked to this show. It is franchisetag.com. Um, we're waiting on our developer to give us the green light. And it's going to be a nationally themed site. And we have, um, I think I'm up to about 14 astute uh, writers that will contribute. And we, we have them classified by division. And then we have folks that just have national jurisdiction. And so it kind of blends the analysis feel 
of some of that Bleacher Report or ESPN stuff with some of your your local down-home feel of folks with a blog style where they would get on there and talk about their their thoughts and their analysis um, you know, from their own fan perspective. So it, it blends like a fan-sided type and an ESPN type uh, based on you know, what's going through that writer's mind. So um, that will be launched here extremely soon. And that's when we're going to start trying to land some of the, the football players to join our show. Uh, for me to lure them in, I want to have the credibility of saying like, you know, this is for franchisetag.com as opposed to uh, a website that should launch any day. Uh, what else do you want to plug about the website? I, I think you covered a lot of it. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to cover all things NFL uh, just the same as we do here. It, it'll be a you know a little more in depth on you know certain players or uh, certain coaching changes or what have you going on with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned. Yep. And uh, the last tidbit on that is it's uh, folks that are um, signed on board with us are from all walks of life. So it's it's men, it's women. Um, one of our writers is like a director of pharmacy at a hospital. Uh, one of them's, uh, still a high school student. So we're casting a wide net because we want a wide perspective. It's not, uh, throwing shade at other entities because, uh, you know, ESPN and Bleach Report, they do a fine job with uh, diversity and whatnot, but we're going to do a spin off of it that, you know, says, Hey, if you can write and you have a football brain, let me know what you got and we'll get you published. Uh, so it's going to be exciting. And then we're going to, we also have like uh, some video capability. Um, one of our um, leaders uh, comes from the Minneapolis market and he was a sports anchor for the CBS affiliate. Uh, his name is Tim McNiff. And so he's going to be doing the video stuff. So that on top of this podcast, we'll, you'll get to see some of our lovely faces um, and, you know, establish almost like a TV presence or a streaming presence. And then we're going to get creative with content. I have a woman, um, who is prominent on the Vikings Twitter, but also has a national brain. Uh, she, and she does comedy. So she's going to do some, some of that. And then we're, uh, we're fascinated with all of the memes in sports. And I've often wondered if anybody ever bothers to monetize those. Uh, and we're clearly not in this for the money, but I think having a segment of the website that does memes is a cool idea. So it's just going to be a lot of creative thought that goes into this website. So franchisetag.com, uh, you want to read off the, the Twitter handle? I know we couldn't, we couldn't get the exact verbiage. Yeah, Twitter handle is at... And pull it up <laughs> <laughs> at franchise underscore tag with a D at the end. Okay. All right. Uh, listeners out there, we appreciate you, your time. Um, we will be back uh, one week from now. And then I hope to have some of the player guests rolling in not too long from now. Anything else from you, Wes? No, that's it. All right. Peace. Later. You are watching a master at work. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.